Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. An election is no time to discuss serious issues. And with that statement, Kim Campbell, Canada's first female prime minister, was dead in the water. Her party reduced to two seats. An admission that sunk one politician then is now standard operating procedure in Ontario. 25 years later, nothing serious is being discussed in elections. It's just all manufactured staged events offering up strategic but repetitive talking points that little offer detail and are designed to sound good. And we, the voters, are being left shortchanged. Every election matters, but none more so than this one. The Liberals can spin it all they want, but Ontario is not as fabulous as they'd like us to think. Toronto might be chugging along, but outside the GTA, everyday people are struggling, and the financial watchdogs are circling like hungry vultures warning the free ride is over. Campaigns do indeed matter, but so does holding those who want the Premier's job accountable. And so far, we're not seeing much of that. What we are seeing is a whole lot of big-ticket promises that will be impossible to deliver and a daily dose of torqued-up accusations and trumped-up fear-mongering over hidden agendas. Our job in the media is in part about fighting for you, the little guy, holding power players to account. So why aren't we seeing that? Andrea Horvath, who has been cast by many in the media in the past as unserious and afterthought, all of a sudden she is in in contention to become the premier. And yet her multi-billion dollar platform, which offers up more free stuff than a Hollywood swag bag, has gone completely unchallenged. Not only does she plan to buy back Hydro One, which would cost between six to eight billion dollars, she says she'll reduce your hydro bills by 30 percent without using any tax dollars. Wow, that's quite unbelievable. No, really, it's not to be believed. We don't have the money and her plan to tax the rich won't yield near the results she expects. There simply aren't enough rich people in Ontario. And by the way, what exactly is rich? And what does she define as rich? Has anyone even asked? Because anyone apparently making over 200 k right now, you're already being taxed at 53%. Will Andrea Horvath take even more? Hell, it's not much incentive to even get up to go to work anymore. After a decade in power, Horvath has offered almost less than zero. Oh, wait, no, that's not true. In 2013, she did prop up the win liberals for two years instead of doing what's best for the taxpayer and let them fall. No, no, she was more concerned about her own partisan interests and made a silly deal with Wynn to reduce insurance rates. Remind me how that went. Oh, yes, up. Well, now she's promising to reduce rates again by 15% if elected. Exactly how? Oh, she'll stand up to the insurance companies. They must just be quaking. Horvath is all of a sudden the lucky recipient of a furious electorate desperate for change. But it's time to start scrutinizing the small print of her spend and tax platform or the free ride she's getting may just leapfrog past the other two candidates for a win by default. Those hoping for Ontario to return to a half status don't have a hope in hell should she win. She'll spend billions more than the win liberals, increase debt, raise taxes. Remember how you felt after Bob Ray won? Horvath will prove worse. And you can take that to your soon-to-be-emptied bank account. That is my point, on point, for this Friday, May the 11th. I'm Alex Pearson.
Great to have you here.